recognition and She also sang only Tamil songs. Okay. So you know what's up. You know what's Bigger up. Bigger Madhavi. Bigger Madhavi. She actually did a great job in the song. Absolute vocals for days on this song. Yo, this sure. is like butter, man. Yeah, man. And TJ and Janssen. You already know the boy Janssen. Yeah, 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 I already know. Scarborough yeah. Cat yes. in the building. If Janssen, you haven't heard. Janssen's yes, always making some impression on the show whether he wants to or not. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Something's in there. <laughs> that's goaded, fam. You know? Shout out to the boy Janssen for joining us last week. And yeah. still, if you haven't checked it out yet, go ahead and check out that Scarborough beat tape. Still streaming right now on Spotify. Absolute slapping streaming yes. everywhere yes. streaming yes. everywhere yeah streaming Even everywhere anywhere yes sir check it you know? go check it out man and speaking of scarborough speaking of scarborough all right uh we got an event happening on this very own station east fm okay. that's right. happening this upcoming wednesday that's june 9th a radiothon this is a radiothon this is a tumble radio oh, radiothon that's what's hey. up so the tumble radiothon if you don't know shn is a scarborough health network okay and of course uh during covid and all these times uh the scarborough hospitals have been really struggling mm. uh so this is a foundation to raise funds for emergency uh, needed equipment uh, at these three Scarborough hospitals. So uh, do what you can, support if you can, and we're going to be doing something on our part. We're going to try to figure that out to support the Scarborough Health Network as well. But Wednesday, June 9th, all day on East FM 102.7, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., Uh, we're going to be raising funds for the uh, Scarborough Health Foundation. So, so yes, think, people, definitely stay we, tuned. We, we two ways, two ways. You All can right. either go to uh, shnfoundation.ca slash Tamil Radiothon. Okay. Or there'll be a phone number on the day of where you can call in and uh, donate as much as you can, obviously. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. And if you guys don't know, actually, Scarborough is uh, it's actually home to 40% of the GTA's Tamil population. Yes, sir. And majority of these folks that are working at SHN serving our community are okay. actually Tamil folks as yes, well. Yes, sir. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Representation. Shout Representation. out to the Tamil frontline. Exactly. Shout out to all frontline workers. 100%. But you no know, little special and started from the heart. And a sad fact I guess we can add with uh, Scarborough is that uh, we, we had the record highest number of COVID yes. cases uh, in our Scarborough hospitals right. across all of Canada. So yeah. uh, they obviously need our support. So if you can support us Wednesday, June 9th on East FM all day uh, and donate if you can. And like we mentioned, After Hours team is also going to be doing something. We're going to do our best to see what we can provide to the Scarborough Health Network as well. Absolutely. Big stay bucks. tuned. Stay tuned for that. But until then, we definitely got another special show for y'all. Once again, season three, man. It's been absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Non-stop guests every single episode for y'all. We got a number of artists who came on. But this time, we're about to switch it up right now. We want to talk mm-hmm. some business. We're going to talk some business. Talking and we're going to talk business. personal care. We're going to talk men's personal care, actually. Yeah, yeah. Self-care. A topic that we really haven't touched on ever before. But, man, yeah. we all love coming out of the barbershop with a fresh fade. And yep. uh, this conversation is for all the Thelma men that are listening. We got the... The one and only Thaddeus himself on the line, the seasoned barber veteran himself. Yo, what's going on, bro? 
what's going on what's going on thanks for having me guys absolutely man it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the air yes sir yo that for the people who don't know who you are and what you're doing why don't you go ahead and give us a little introduction for the crowd uh well i'm actually uh a hair cutter uh, i call myself a hair architect uh you know pretty much just been traveling the world uh educating and, and, and cutting celebrities and whatnot um just love what i do uh, i started at a young age uh, originally from from Montreal, moved uh, from Sri Lanka to Montreal. What I had about uh, a year and a half, two years. Lived there for two years. Uh, lived there for five years actually in Montreal. Then moved to to Scarborough. Uh, lived there for about two years, and then moved to Mississauga for the rest of my life. Uh, pretty much, that's pretty. Uh, I would say from there went to Montreal. Uh, lived there for four years, and then started traveling the world, whatnot, and moved to the UK for a year. And then now I'm in Vancouver. Um, you know, right. I've been here for a year. Canadian yeah, boy, that's what it is. <laughs> Well-seasoned yeah. veteran indeed. Yeah, in I, got, I got a question that. for Thad before we got this interview started. Earlier this week, unfortunately, the Montreal Canadiens demolished the Toronto <laughs> Maple Leafs. You're from both Toronto and Montreal. <laughs> Let me know how you feel about this. You're putting you in a precarious situation. Wow. Very good question. Secretly, I really like, cause I like you know I, I cut some of the Montreal halves, like the players and stuff, and okay. you know I stick in the fan zone, whatnot. So, you know, I, I build a relationship with with the Canadians in Montreal. So, uh, you know, I'm originally from Montreal. I was a Patrick Roy fan, but honestly, man, I I kind of wanted Toronto to win just because <laughs> they've been they've been sus for a while. I was like, man, just give them a, and then like. You're up three one, so it's like how, how do you even? You know, like, <laughs> Honestly, that backhand pass just changed everything. Like, everything. come on, you know, <laughs> legit. It's just the Toronto curse, you know, lives on. City might be yeah. cursed, but the talent of the city is not. Because uh, the boy Thaddeus is out here killing it. Yo, man, let's talk about the actual come up, right? Because uh, to take an endeavor like uh, being a barber, you know, having that creative process takes a lot of balls right. to to get up and say you know i'm gonna be able to do this especially in the community that we come from right mm. and in the, the stereotypical pressures that come on so where did that creativity right. really initiate for you and then and how did it thrive to becoming you know a barber in, in full force i started off i mean i'm still an artist right like i mean at the end of the day we're, we're all creatives at the end of the day so mm. in uh, elementary school I, I always love to draw you know like whether i'm taking my math class or science class i'm out there drawing right so I've always wanted to be creative. Um, so it, it, it went from that to to fashion and pretty much, you know, me always trying to look good or whatnot. Um, but then, you know, not being able to like understand like what kind of haircut to go for uh, to then just picking up my own, you know, wall clippers from, from Walmart and then started cutting my own hair with, with two mirrors, right? So yeah. like that's how I started. And then, you know, I've played basketball my whole life, you know, I've, been a ball fan forever an mj fan so mm -hmm. from that to you know going to high school and then cutting like the high school teammates in the bathroom you know okay so okay that's how i started and then cut, you know of course like cutting my family my my, my brother I have an older brother so uh, cutting there and he used to go get a fade at a barber shop and i i didn't i wasn't even doing that because i didn't have the money for it <laughs> right right but then his barber basically lieber gave me the opportunity uh to cut at this you know Afro-Caribbean Jamaican barbershop. Right. So that's where my career really started at um, at the age of like 17, 18. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, 
Sri Lankan parents. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. how that goes. Yeah. We all know how that goes, right? So it was it was a passion, and at one point, they always told me like, you have to like, you can't do do this for the rest of your life, right? Mm. Like, I was actually surprised they even let me do it as a hobby. To tell you the truth, just because yeah. like my parents coming from back home, like I'm sure, like I don't know if you guys were born here or back home, but like. Being a barber, like, it's not, like, it's probably one yeah. of the worst yeah. professionals to choose, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, it was not, like, my parents were like, yeah. So, then I had to go to university. Um, and then I went to university. And, like, I actually only went to university to play basketball. Like, I, I tried out for the ball team and I, I played varsity. Oh, no, so, nice. yeah. So, like, I played, I went to York. Um, so, like, when I played there, same thing. Like, I was, I was still cutting, but I kind of had to, like, stop professionally cutting because my parents were like you know like you got to focus on like your career now yeah so i kinesiology um went to that and then switched to business because i'm like oh i'm a businessman <laughs> but like i like i hate a university to tell you the truth like there was nothing about it that really like interested me like uh, right. other than me dressing up to go to school <laughs> you know I mean? like i was back in the day like lrg was the thing so like yeah. I, you know i I was, you know, I'm Jordan's, right? So, like, I just look forward to going to school and dressing up. And I guess I always had that in me where, like, it was, like, grooming, like, male grooming or, like, fashion, you know? So, if I had to go back, of course, like, I, because I never used my degree. Like, it took seven years to finish a a four-year degree, you know what I'm saying? So, it was, like, I went to, like, fashion school, like, hair school from way back in the day, right? So, I think that's what I'm trying to preach to, like, the youngins right now. It's, like, just follow your dream and like just go ham at it from, from the get-go right because like it sounds like you went through with the degree you finished the degree i finished the degree but like i said it was like seven years about yeah about, about time. time yeah you know Colorful dad you is. mentioned that uh, you had to take a break from professional uh haircutting i want to know in your opinion where does that line come from where it's just a passion or just a hobby and then becomes professional Jeez, wow are you asking me like why did i stop and like like, what happened there? Uh, like, at what point do you consider yourself to be a professional barber? Okay. Well, that's actually a very good question. So, man, like, my whole career, like, after, like, I got back, I only got back into cutting hair seven years ago. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for that time, I stopped cutting hair. And then, like, one, I was trying to finish university. And then, two, it was a long story, but pretty much I, I just wasn't doing any of that stuff mm. you know what i mean like i kind of just like fell off and just was doing something completely different which i shouldn't have been doing you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so like so you know and that's another story that i could you know <laughs> talk about, yeah uh, which i would love to talk about one day but i don't think the time is right yet mm-hmm. um mm. but anyway so the so i only got back to seven years ago so then when i started like cutting hair and, and discovering like what a haircut is like i think in the last four years I've, I've discovered that a haircut is not just a fade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to you? Like we don't have Afro textured hair. So truthfully, like we can't use clippers to cut our top of the, the hair. Like we need scissors. Right. Right. So to answer your question, which we could go into after is like, I wanted to go to school to understand hairdressing and the architecture of hair. So barbering, yes, it's an art, but I'm still going to say whether you're a barber or hairdresser, if you're cutting men's hair, you need to understand scissor work as much as clipper work 
And I'm going to say 90% of Canadians who are barbers don't know that. Damn. Mm. And yeah. you're, I think you raise a pretty valid point there, specifically talking about uh, South Asians, right? Or Thumbles. Like we have a... Yeah. We, our hair, our hair structure is very different <laughs> than most people. So, like, it, it it takes a certain barber to to be able to cut it. And I think that's a, a lot of why, if you walk the streets of Scarborough or the streets of like anywhere in the GTA, a lot of the the brown guys you see have almost the exact same haircut, right? It's like there's it's mainly because I guess you, you <laughs> don't really fact. see like the technique to it. It's like yeah. you get a either a bald fade or a low fade or, or a, a mushroom mid fade or a mushroom cut or like you know. It, it's the it's the routine cycle of cuts that you just keep seeing. So yeah, like, yeah. at what point in time were you saying, "Yo, honestly, bun this"? Like, we we have I have some skill set here that I can really bring some art to to the haircut, right? Because I mean, I think over the years we're all seeing too, right? Like the price of haircuts are going up too. But at yeah. the same time, while these prices are going up, the quality is going up just as much yes. too, right? Like I don't think That's most men nowadays yeah. mind paying that extra dollar to get to look that fresh, right? True. Yeah. 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 Like man. Toronto has a lot of talented barbers. So first and foremost, I'm not trying to put down like what they're trying to do um, because at the end of the day, like they really refine their skills and they're really good at fading, whether you're black, white or in between, you know what I mean? So they're really good with detail work, with fading, with beards and all that. But for me, I quickly understood because I was also teaching for L'Oreal. Like I started teaching for L'Oreal. And you know, I work with uh, hundreds of hairdressers from all over Canada, um, and then going into Europe too. So like, I quickly understood that like, my haircut is not just clipper work, right. right? So I had to really get into the fundamentals of cutting and doing a haircut with both clippers and scissors. And so that's when I discovered like the the architecture and geometry to haircuts, mm. right? So. Most people, like I said, and I, I don't blame Toronto barbers or, or Canadian barbers or, or Tamil barbers or whatever it is. It's just that we don't have proper schools for that, yeah. right. right? Like there's no actual like barber school for yeah. that, right? Yeah. So like, how are you going to do that? But one thing that I'm going to say is that barbering has become the modern day drug dealing. <laughs> Yo, facts. <laughs> wow. Yo, facts. I'm, That's I'm a crazy I'm analogy. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually happy to say that here yeah. because... Truthfully, like, that's soul facts. Oh my god, right? It has because, like, you could really make a dollar, like, with with a skill set, yeah. But you may not have to be so good because at the end of the day, everybody needs a haircut. So, yep. like, what do you where do you start off? You start off from like your house or your garage, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then you work your way up. But and that's good though because that's like creative and your passion. But throughout that time, you don't get to understand the fundamentals of actually cutting. So with any trade, whether, you know, you're doing plumbing or whatever, you need to go to school or some, some type of like diploma or degree to understand like the basic fundamentals. Sure. And so barbers, there is no fundamental, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. more like based off passion. Yeah. Right. So and, and that's where I feel like I want to come in and, and be able to like change that. Talk all of that stuff and, and, and teach all that stuff, you know? So the thing is that, uh, at least speaking to our community, at least, it's something you touched on er earlier. The fact that it's so stigmatized to be a barber and then, and then the older generation looks down on it too, it probably doesn't help these younger cats coming up and who have that passion and get even find those resources sooner, right? Like even for you, for example, you went to university, did the seven years, but 
instead of like if you followed your pa- passion you probably would have been i mean you don't know we could see this or that but like if you pa- follow your passion i think you could have saved a lot of time 100% like man you know like going into like weddings like Tamil weddings and like samiti weddings and all mm. that and where your your birthdays when when someone asks you right like you're sitting beside your parents and someone asks you so like what do you do like, yeah i like i cut hair and like you could see that they look at you different bro yes, and they, yes. 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 Fucks, man oh. yeah like they it's like they don't even know what to say no more it's right. like what do you even talk about no yeah you know what i mean yeah. where like i felt like uncomfortable even like talking about yeah. it you know where yeah. damn i i already know this person is going to feel a type of way for sure. yeah. you know that this is darker side to our culture for sure that we there's certain careers that fall in that yeah. scope yeah and then the irony is though especially in the western world that we live in now you know from from you know where we left back home and where we are now those careers and those positions of, of what people are doing following their passion are absolutely the biggest hustle you bro. being yeah. biggest a, hustle. an example of it you yeah. know what i mean yeah yeah i mean and that's the thing right like yeah. I, i think in our culture our parents of course they care about us of course what importantly <laughs> they care about their reputation yes. uh-huh. yeah right. man, it sucks like, it sucks because they're like i want to be able to go tell someone else that my kid is doing this yeah. this, this. Yeah. yeah yeah so They, it makes them look better. I know. You know what I'm saying? I know like, what you mean. I know like, exactly I, what you're saying. It, it, it's it's weird because I'm not trying to put like yeah yeah my, my parents as well, right? It's yeah. just one of those absolutely pride is such a huge thing in our culture. You 100%. know, and, it's and embedded. Think, like I think it's dying out though with the newer culture though for sure. With with that's why like it, it's also important to have people like yourself on this platform talking about this as well too because there are young cats who are out here yes. cutting cutting hair and like get, getting into the game yeah. right. So. Right. The narrative is almost flipped, you know, on its head upside down and the fact that like there's people like you out here putting yourself out there too, you know, not only are you just doing what you're doing and just offline but you're out yeah. here just, you know, putting out your bodies of work and creating this new narrative like hair architect, fam, you know yes. what I mean? Like yeah. Yes. And, and the one thing that I do want to do is like I that's why I decided to do this with you guys because first of all I was like, wow, this this is like this sounds pretty dope to do first and I want to connect with like with my people like cuz I've been off of like Toronto for like 8 9 years now. Yeah. So I only like you know associate myself with like very close family members or like my close friends from like childhood. Mm-hmm. So like I don't really know any like actual other Tamil barbers. You know what I mean? Like I don't really know that like that world where like I would love to like tap into speak to them and, and connect yeah. with them. So to that point, right? I mean, let's get back to your story because uh, obviously you have a seasoned career of being a, a barber. You're, you know, you're not just the average Joe that's yeah. off the corner. So, like, how did you get to a point where you know now people like L'Oreal Pro and you know the, uh, all these academies that you've been uh, working with across the globe? How do they how do they start reaching out to you? And when, when did you get to that point of you know mastering the skill level to be able to uh, cultivate new hair architects? First, you gotta just kind of believe in yourself. I think. After a certain point, like when I left Toronto to move to Montreal, there was just a barbershop called Notorious. And I was like, everything inside Notorious, like Versace inspired, black and gold, fire spot. And then there was a barber from LA. There was a barber from Winnipeg, like really like talented barbers. I just want to be around like like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say first, just be around people that you want to be like, you know what I mean? Um, and just great energy. So I was just cutting with them, which... You know, even when I teach now, I teach confidence. I don't, I'm going to say education is second. I teach, I try to teach confidence yeah. first. Right. Because right. once you build your confidence, you're able to feel like you're able to do and achieve whatever you want. So 
I built that confidence. I would stay after hours and just practice on things that I felt like I wanted to get, like to work on, like design work. At that point, it was more like, I've already got the fading done. I want to do more design work. So stay, you know, stay back with my boy Famous and just practice on design work. And then like one thing led to another where I felt more comfortable and confident. And so I started doing like these artworks, which then one day like Chris Brown reposted my artwork, right? Mm -hmm. So at that point, that's what I was like, oh, this is, this is dope. Like that's how I started getting a following mm -hmm. and overnight I got like a thousand followers which is within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So from then kind of gave me the confidence, like, you know what, I guess I, I think I am doing something good here, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I started building on that and we're very well connected in, in Montreal. So like all the celebrities are coming down um, and athletes, like we're taking care of, right. you know? So, you know, like uh, Lil Bibby came down, they create like all these hip hop, hip hop heads, Freddie Gibbs, yeah. right. you know what I mean? like Roy Jones Jr. You know what I mean? I like the Montreal Canadiens, New York Rangers, like all those guys, like I took care of those guys, you know? Okay. And then it went from that to like Big Sean and his camp calling me from Toronto. So I flew over Jeez. to Toronto to take care of that and building the relationship okay. with that. You know what I mean? And then from there, yeah, I started doing more like athletes and whatnot. And then I had an idea for OVO from like back in the day. And, and, and you know, me, me from Toronto, like I wanted to go back to Toronto to like do something. And so like the barber for, for OVO at that time was, um, or is still J-Mac. So J-Mac has been Drake's barber for like a, a very long time. I didn't know him. And so I had to like connect with them, but so my friends in, in, in Montreal, Filipino dudes, kind of connected me with him when he came down in Montreal. And so that's how it happened. So you definitely have to like network and, and connect with people, you know? And so connected with him, had this idea for OVO Bounce, started cutting hair um, at OVO Bounce, you know? And so we built that relationship. So went from that to, you know, me traveling the world. And I was in Amsterdam one time. So J-Mac, Drake's barber, He's like, yo, come check me out. Like, we're doing a show. Um, just come stay with me, you know? And so it's like that. I got I to gotta speak to you about something. He's like, man, I'm having a baby and I need you to take care of the boy for me. So I was like, no doubt, you know? So it was just building relationships. Right, that's pretty right. much that's building relationships, right? right? So then that that was it. Like, I, I was in Montreal one time. I got a phone call and I had to literally fly over the next morning. I, I stayed with, uh, with, with Drake and the whole camp at... Uh, uh, four seasons um, and that was going into OVO with like remember the CN Tower and all that yeah. so like the, that whole period of time like those Crazy. are all my hair yeah uh, you know so that's how it went to like Drake and then Paris I had to fly over like I said I've always been into fashion right so mm -hmm. I went to the first Off-White Virgil show uh, sorry Louis Vuitton creative director Virgil yeah, yeah. show yep. then went to Kim Jones Dior whatnot so I did a few of those shows and while I was out there, Jay Balvin was out there. My homie from London hit me. I was like, yo, they're looking for a barber connecting. With What's that? Wow. Yeah. It's a relationship game. Mm. Yeah, so I had to cut Jay Balvin. And Jay Balvin was like, bro, like he he liked that haircut so much. He was like, move to New York. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It's just like just building your confidence at that point. Thanks. You know, so I guess that was me just ranting. But so yeah, that's, no, like, that's, that's yeah. crazy. Let me ask yeah. you then. So you know how like artists have like their dream collaborator. Is there anyone that you're like, man, I would love to cut this guy's hair? Now that I've cut like <laughs> J Balvin, Big Sean, like all those guys. Okay, hey, first thing I want I want to say that I appreciate all those things that I've done 
and cutting celebrities. I think I'm just on a different path right now. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Of accomplishment. So with that being said, like, I don't, I'm not really like looking to Aspire cut like to. celebrities like that. Yeah. Uh, but if I had to choose, like, I'm still a big fan of Chris Brown. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, um, I, I definitely would want a, a chance to cut like Chris Brown. And I can't really, honestly, I can't really yeah. think of, Michael Jordan, I want to shave his head or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. But yo, honestly, yeah, that's, that's um, probably that's probably who it would be. It'd be yeah. Michael Jordan. I was gonna say that's a it's a huge testament to your work, right? Like, um, I think when celebrities or I mean p- people who are of high interest, right? When they're when they're paying somebody that much to cut their hair on the regular, and then the regular barber is not around, they gotta look for the next best person available. And the only word you can trust is the word of your own barber, the right? Barber, yeah. So if your own barber is like going out of the way to recommend like. You as a barber and cut your hair. I mean, I think it's it's a testament to your work and your craft, nice. right? And that you've you've been right. able to perfect it. So that's that's absolutely insane. So it also makes sense to why you, why you're saying what you're saying in terms yeah. of where you are in your career. Like it's no it's, stationary, it's, just leveling up. Yeah, leveling yeah. up. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of leveling up, we should probably touch on gradient. Right, that's something that you're putting out soon. You want to maybe to give us a little uh, rundown about what gradient what, what gradient's all about? Yeah, I mean, before we get into gradient, I just want yeah. to say one thing about like school. So yeah. once I did all of that stuff. I was teaching for L'Oreal and I decided like I was teaching fading this whole time. Like all my education was like fading and, and, and design and beards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't happy because I was, I was seeing what there was another part to cutting hair and hairdressing and woman's hair. Right. So that's why I moved to the UK and go to, and went to Bedell Sassoon. Bedell Sassoon is a pioneer of, of hairdressing. He's the one that created geometry into hairdressing for, for hair. Okay. So I decided to go to school for that. And then, I came back. And so when I came back is when I, I was like, all right, it's time for mm-hmm. gradient. Yeah. So yeah. before we jump into that, I mean, you touched on a, a pretty interesting point there. So you, you keep saying geometry yes. for hair, right? Like, can you talk yeah. just a little bit about that? Because what does that mean? Well, you know, like, how do you break that down? Well, because like, there's just like, you know, it's like building a house, right? Like you're building a haircut, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to approach a haircut the same way. The way the hair sits naturally will allow the client to be able to style their hair his or her hair in a natural way right so it could sit in in a certain way so like we have three techniques called the line layer and graduation so graduation you're adding weight to a haircut layering removing weight to a haircut and a line is just like your natural fall right when you cut a, a simple line so you know we could go more into that but that's pretty much what it is right so that's how you create a haircut that is suitable for the person that's sitting in the chair. So as a barber, would you say you prefer when a client walks in and says, yo, like, just do your thing? Or like if they come in and kind of instruct you on in what you do based on what you just told us? Wow. I don't think clients are really going to understand like, hey, I want a graduation on the sides. I want later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, no, but they're either going to show you a picture of a haircut that they like. Yeah. Or they might say, hey, like, I don't know what looks good on me. Can you tell me? Because, you know, you're the professional. So right. why don't you tell me what you think? And then most of the time, I think they'll just let you do what you want to do just because they, they trust you. Yeah. You know, I also think we're hair doctors to tell you the truth. You know what I mean? Like, not just like in terms of cutting hair, but like therapists as well. Like we, we talk to our yeah. clients and oh, get man. to know. Yes. You know I mean? yes. It's the worst going in to get a haircut and like, 
you know, you go off to that one-off barber because your normal guy's not around, and then you can't have yes. any conversations. It's like it's kind of cringe. Yeah, you man. just sit there for like that's not a haircut anymore. Thirty, forty-five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's the worst. It's yeah. the absolute worst. It's, it's a special yeah. moment that you share. Yeah, a bond. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like uh, all barbers really know the true secrets. It's like this, the movie Barbershop back in the day. You know, it's just like yeah, yeah. it's like classic. It's a vibe, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's talk yeah, about gradient, right? Because you said, um, I mean, in terms of, uh, of growing from like an actual barber to becoming an entrepreneur, how did that really start? Because I mean, obviously you have, including this product line that we're going to talk about, you said you're, ta- you're talking about, um, you know, the fashion stuff that you're doing uh, and the right. design work as well. So, you know, what point in time did that creativity turn to uh, becoming a business owner of your own? I've always had like a website before it was like fatty.com or something like that, where I was selling like, other people's stuff like i was selling like 40s and shorty socks like stuff that like i could get a hold of in montreal right, right. Mm. like published, published jeans like a, like i had access to certain things so like i've always wanted to have a website and then for me traveling the world like there's a store called colette in in paris it's it's not there no more but it was like this amazing like beautiful store which had like street fashion on the first floor and shoes and on the second floor it had like chanel like Givenchy and Balenciaga. Interesting. Uh, so, like, I wanted to kind of have that aspect, but include that with hair, you know. Um, and then when I was in in the UK going to school, you know, I had my train rides were an hour back and forth. I was living in East London, so like when I was traveling, like that's when like I was really starting to like dream, I guess, of like what I really want to do. I had the name Gradient for the last four years, and Gradient I chose that name because like. In a fate, of course, like you get this like seamless contrast of like light to dark. And then when I discovered, I figured out that like any haircut is either from short to long or long to short. Mm-hmm. So I felt like the word gradient kind of really made sense for hair. Mm-hmm. And then I also went into like more in depth of like what it really meant. And so like I want to be known for 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 that guy that knows how to cut any type of hair, regardless of your race and, and culture and, and know your background uh, and me starting to cut with afro hair and then work my way up to like straight hair i, I feel like now I'm, I'm well versatile you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so then i started looking at like the shades in a gradient from like light to dark and i felt like you can't have a perfect blend without like all of the the shades and tones in a, in a gradient so i kind of started relating that to people and I want to be able to like cater to all tones of people. Right. And so that was, that was why I was like, you know what? Gradient, because the word gradient, like, you know, people already know that name yeah. and there's probably already businesses in gradient, but I didn't really care. I was like, yeah. that has been the name for the last four years. I'm going with that. Right. Um, and then, you know, talking about like the business type, I was like, all right, now I feel like I'm, I'm more confident to teach all types of haircuts. Yep. So all right, let me now get into education, but then hair, like actual cutting essentials. Like I want to be able to provide the essentials when I started teaching, when I'm teaching, not everybody has the right tools. Gotcha. So I was like, why don't I make the right tools for me to provide when I'm cutting hair? Um, and truthfully, I want to start with hair and fashion, like actual clothes. Like this is a piece that like, that was actually made for myself so like i've always wanted to get into fashion but i'm like why don't i just start with like my bread and butter first why don't you start with what i know first so right now it's gradient cutting essentials which you know you have your combs your 
your, your brushes, you know, like your water spray bottles, your neck brush and all that like premium level. And then we're going into education and then more stuff afterwards, you know? So nice. quick question, even like, so even the tools and you're giving other barbers these resources to cut different, different type of people's hairs. It sounds like that that not only benefits the barber but also benefits the the, the customer who's the getting the cut, right? The demographic, yes. demographic. Yeah. So I mean, it sounds exactly. like this has been well thought. Like inclusivity is very high on your like your yeah. your, your target audience as well too. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. It had to be tastefully done as well. Like, you know, I'm also a, a, a fan of like very minimal, you know, black, black and white, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you look at my website, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's very minimal. But like, I'm a big fan of Prada, so. You know, I'm thinking when people look on my site, they actually think of, you know, product because it's just it's it's powerful uh, product, but it's it's very minimal at the same time. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm that's why I'm in Vancouver because I'm I'm working with a creative agency that's right. helped me like discover the whole look and put it all together. And I, I think we uh, we jumped ahead uh, getting into gradient too because we didn't even talk about you know your own name like being Thaddeus, right? How did that yeah, start so- and uh, and what's the the concept behind that? Well, it's Thaddeus because my, my actual first name is Thad Shana. Uh, my, my mom is Hindu. My dad's Catholic. And then, but everybody, like, you know me from, like, back in the day. Like, my, my nickname is, is Kutti. So, like, everybody knows me as Kutti, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, when, when obviously, Thad Shana was way too long. And, and, and so, like, that's not what I go. I go actually go by Thad. And then when I went to uh, Montreal, it just, people just started calling me Thaddeus. And so, that became... <laughs> like the new name you right know? it just felt it just felt right at that time and yeah. so you know just just went along with it really it's actually a dope name stuff yeah. Yeah, that's actually super dope yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i want i want to talk a little bit about um some some typical i guess myths you can say or uh or struggles that uh, typical Tamil men have uh, have with hair because I think we can all relate, you know. <laughs> My guy Thaddeus has a has a good head of hair on him. It looks like his hairline hasn't moved back at all yet, but <laughs> all of us can't agree in the same way, you know what I mean? So <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the typical products that we all use growing up, right? If you're a Tamil man, you definitely use some dippity doo. Yes, you sir. definitely use some uh, some hair. What's it called? Hair wax. Something that you shouldn't have been yes. using. Something you shouldn't have been way. using, yeah. right? So Use some of that sun silk, you know, yeah, days, hundred percent. So, so talk to us. Like, where did the evolution really start, right? Why, why was it a gel up thing back in in two thousands, and and how has it progressed now? And, and how do you feel about people still using that till this day? Because I have a few boys that still use that. Shit. Uh, you know. I mean, whatever was easily accessible, right? I mean, you think about Shoppers Drug Mart, like that was. The, the place to go to, right? Like yeah, you can buy yeah, yeah. anything you're gonna find in a shop. Even include myself. It's like I used to bleach my hair at a younger age. Like my friends used to try to bleach it for me, and it was like the worst bleach that you could use. Yeah. But you know, it was the cheapest, and like you would feel like you could do it in 20 minutes, but it ended up taking three hours. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, in terms of hair and like the gel, like because back in the day, like that was the look where it was like shiny and like hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so. You know, like, if you look at the Backstreet Boys and whatnot, it was just, like, pointy hair. True, true, yeah, yeah. Shiny, like, mm. hard uh, felt hair. So it went from that where to now it's more, like, softer movements where it's, like, natural looking. So mm-hmm. we use, a, like, I use a lot of sea salt spray, almost like if you're coming out of uh, a natural, like, water or, like, an ocean or, or mm-hmm. a beach where you have this, like, a little bit of grit in your hair. Mm-hmm. So, like... It still has a little bit of movement, but at the same time, it's natural still. So, like, 
there's actually a product sea salt spray that you could apply to your hair and then style in a certain way and blow dry it um or you have like a paste like whether it's like a, a stronger paste or more of a clay so a lot of people are moving towards more like that like softer natural look mm. and so i'm gonna say that's why like the haircut really matters because like if it's not cut properly you're still gonna have like a lot of heavy hair right which us some people have it as well so it doesn't matter what product you put in your hair mm. it's not gonna sit properly because it's not cut properly. so speak on that like as a brown male who's maybe tried every product in the book <laughs> but is not sure what one what works best for them whether it's clay or powder or wax what's your best suggestion or best advice on how to figure that out or is it just an experimental thing at that point in time i mean uh but i think it's just like more if if you go to your barber that's why right like women sell a lot, a lot of products to their, to their clients because mm. they're they understand what a hair product does right and this is why it goes back to like barbers not understanding hair because if you can't cut hair properly or blow dry properly how do you know what product to use properly yeah you know what I mean? so like that's why like i'm not i'm sure that you guys get all you know amazing haircuts but the emphasis is on the fade not yeah. on the top not right. on the sit so true that's true that's right. actually true i think yeah. about it right now like you're getting i'm getting like 100 <laughs> and it's it's always <laughs> the last thing too like the the top of the hair is always the last thing that's left is considered and it's always yeah, then it's like that's right. so what do you want you want yeah. it short you want it yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you want you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, you're it's right. after like 45 yeah. minutes of cutting the fade so it's like you know what i mean true, man. it might just take a two minute thing where you just grab it cut it and then like you know yeah. and he's not even you probably can't even see what he's doing because he probably turned you around. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but but uh, but and then it's like, what do you what do you slap on afterwards? Like, what kind of hair product are you really gonna use? Yeah, yeah. Really but but that's wild though that you say that. Pretty much, it's, it's just that it's the same. Comes back to the same conversation we had before about resources being available to yeah. to to barbers and yeah. coming up. So and it's funny that we talk about this too because there's actually this one one kid who cuts hair in Scarborough. His name is G. He's actually a pupil of yours, or he went to uh, like a couple yeah. of your. Yeah, he went to a couple of my classes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And shout out G cuts. Shout out G cuts. And the thing is, too, is even with him, is that experience that I've had with him versus like any other barber I've had. Like you can see, there's a difference. The man is is a is more of a scientist versus just a regular barber. You know. Right. Right. And he started in his garage too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think. yeah. Is he still cutting there? I don't know. He was telling me like. See, I think he is yeah. still at home. Yeah. Yeah. Got his right. shop but, set up there. But that's dope though, because even if he's cutting from his garage, he's able to still take education, right? So nice. like he's passionate about it, he wants to learn. So shout out to him. But yeah, man, I, I that's why like I feel like a lot of people just don't know where to go for education, yeah. or they're just trying to make that make that extra dollar. So like I I get it, but I feel like there's just so more so many more opportunities and more money to be make. Yeah. Um, when when you put yourself in a situation where you want to just grow and, and, and learn that's you know? right that's yeah. right so let's get back to like um you know the stereotypes that you're facing and the, and the challenges that you're facing early on right because we're not talking about new barbers and and the youngsters that are trying to come up and in, in this game as well and obviously to your point it's very lucrative extremely lucrative especially in today's day and age right? and if you follow your passion if yeah, you follow yeah. your passion the right way you, i mean you can make some decent coin in this industry so yeah. how would you advise you know these these new barbers to to approach that stereotype or that conversation at home because at one point or no, another they're gonna have to have that conversation mm -hmm. right so what would your be, advice be to you know an up-and-coming barber on how to tackle a situation of that sort i just think that like they should just let their parents know that first of all they're very passionate about it and so 
because they're passionate about it, they're they're gonna go a hundred percent of trying to achieve greatness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, working that like nine to five or working to do like another career is not gonna make them happy. You know what I mean? So the first thing is just making sure that they let their parents know that in an understandable way, because I understand where our parents come from as well. So yeah, I just yeah. think it's just, a, it's just a conversation that you're supposed to have. of just like, hey, listen, like I'm able to do this and that and like travel the world if I, if I wanted to. Like there's just so many opportunities, um, but just like anything else, right? If you want to take it seriously, then you, you kind of have to separate yourself from every other barber, right? So like if, if that person is just kind of trying to make a certain type of dollars every week or every month and they're not learning then that's where you know that you know you're going to be that same level yeah. right so for me i had to put myself in an uncomfortable situation because at that time like you know i, I went to like i said i, I spent a lot of money because at the it's in the uk first of all so you're you're mm-hmm. you're paying pounds yeah double, right? dollar. top dollar yeah double almost. and i was already right i was already like high in my career like for, for L'Oreal as, as an educator. Mm. But I had to stop all that and then spend money. I was like, oh, I want to buy another house or buy a car or whatever. But I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm going to spend this money on going to school. Yeah. Right? And so, it, of course, it was hard. But, like, it was one of those things where my parents or even my, my siblings were like, like, this is, this is going to, like, reward you for the rest of your life. Mm. You know what I mean? So... Man, like I've never loved school as much as I did. Like I went to school on the weekends. Like I won my class. Like we had a competition at the end, and <laughs> I won. You know what I mean? And I, I'm proud of that just because I was like I was so into that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so like I'm just gonna say that like you just gotta put yourself sep- like and separate yourself from others. Like right. if you really want to do this, then find a way to go to a proper school. And I'm not talking like barber school, like. There's hairdressing school as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can go to hairdressing school because that's where you need to like, if you're a barber, you already know your clipper work. So go to hairdressing school and learn the scissor work and all that stuff. So I'm going to say find a good school um, and, and, and and then just like from there continue to progress and try to work hard. Like for me, like I provide classes as well, right? Like, and so that's the next thing for myself too is like providing like one week courses, two week courses, one month courses as the education. So that is the direction I'm going towards, right? Mm-hmm. Providing um, opportunities for, for, for all around male group. Uh, and in terms of um, like the gradient line and where it is right now, obviously, you know, you set it up specifically for uh, up and coming barbers and to set them up for your classes. Uh, is there anything yeah. new that we're expecting down the line in terms of the average Joe, the guys like us who yeah. are trying to pick up, uh, you know, yeah. a, a hair wax that's not going <laughs> to <fuck> us up? <laughs> My guy has a exactly. rough experience. So I'm going to say, yeah, first it was the cutting essentials, the combs, brushes, all that. Um, and that's for anybody that cuts hair, whether you're a hairdresser or a barber. Um, secondly, I'm working on a book. So pretty much a book that contains like how to cut hair. So that's number two. Number three is, of course, the education. I'm working on the education, um, like almost like a pop-up um, I'm actually working on right now um, for, for, for fall. Dumb. And I'm working on hair products right now. Everything's made in Canada. I'm working Wicked, on the scents right now. So like pretty much figuring out and, and discovering the scents that I like. So yes, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll be able to send some some products to you guys sure. as well. Wicked, man. Uh, but yeah, but that's it, man. Like I, I've always wanted to do that. And I think it'll be cool like to have like our culture of people like 
buy ingredient products. Sure, you know what sure. I mean? Hundred like, percent. Yep. Um, but but yeah, like that that is the move. Like hair products, uh, one of the biggest thing, and and education. And then I got this ebook. Yep. And then it'll go into like more like male grooming, skincare, and then lifestyle clothing. Sick, yeah. crazy, so man. Crazy. all industries that are quite untapped right now and early on i want to say at least uh in terms of the mainstream Yo, it's, or at least in the thumbnail community yeah, too so it's sure, a sure. high need for it uh extremely high need for it, especially things like skincare yeah yeah and, uh, and the stuff that like the most men like are into but like it's just the way society norms have stigma. been like stigmas yeah. stigmatized that it makes you not be fresh and like why would you not be fresh why would yeah. you not get a fresh cut doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense we need to fix that that was one of the things like my cousin was here and he's you know he's uh he works for uh, RBC Wealth, Wealth RBC Dominion, which is like the wealth, the, mm-hmm. the wealthiest people. Where he, you know he just propose um, invest their money, and he was saying, hey, like people go to Sephora, um, and they buy a lot of products, and like I guess it's mostly women or like gay men that would go and buy these products. And Sephora has like high end products. You go, you got from like Tom Ford, L'Oreal, like you got some high end products, and Sephora makes a killing. But he's like. Male men don't want to go in there because they don't feel comfortable like buying a product that like takes care of their their skin or yeah. their hair because yeah. it's that's that stigma where it's like yeah. it's yeah doesn't make any nah, sense like, it's too feminine let's say yes, you know what yes, I mean yes. but at the end of the day like bro like taking care of your nails and your skin like why wouldn't you want to do that it has yeah, nothing man. to do with yeah you know male it's hygiene hundred percent straight up good. Want to feel good? Yeah. Trust me, it makes no sense to be honest with you. It makes no sense when you break it down like this. A lot of like the patriarchal like set systems that have been set into society just don't make any sense. Man, you know, like yeah. doesn't make yeah. sense any sense at all. Like, wouldn't you want to get a girl to cut your nails and give yeah, you yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Why wouldn't you want? Yeah, that? yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's like you you don't want to look fresh. You don't want a fresh cut. Like yeah, you ask, what's wrong with you? And know? honestly, I don't think there's anything better than like coming out of the barbershop with a fresh fade like there's a whole lo- another level of confidence yeah, yeah. that Game can changer. yeah it literally is they, like it's it's just like back in the day when you, you know you have a new outfit for school and you're like you lay it out the night before and you're like yeah. yo I can't wait to rock it the next day but you get that feeling every single time you step out of a barber chair and you have that fresh fade right and I don't think that ever changed yeah. 100%. I used to get, when I used to get my Jordans, I used to sleep with my Jordans the first night. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to rock that next yeah. day. For yes, sir. Jumping out of so, bed. <laughs> but, but it's crazy, though, because even when, like, I get a haircut now, I'm just like, you, you just feel so much better. You're like, what is it? But, yeah. like, that's what it is, right? You feel better. You, you, you do better. You accomplish better. You yes, know what I mean? Just, that's just how it goes. Yo, so. 100%. And, and shout out to people like you who put people in, like, you know, people on sitting in that chair into that, Give you know, the highest level of highs, exactly. highs, you know? Yes. Yo, shout yeah, out to well, you, now it's Like, now the goal is because like, there's only so many people that I can cut. Yes, right? yes. So, me, exactly that, what you guys are saying. Like, I want to be able to cut or teach the cutters how to cut so then that multiplies and makes everybody feel good. You yes, know what I mean? So, like, yeah. that is cool, right? Mm. Yo, it's yeah. a big thing that you're bestowing upon somebody. Huge, you know, fresh man. cut, you know? For all these young cat barbers that are out here right now listening to us live on the air right now, if they want to pick up a lesson from Thad himself, how the hell do they get in touch with you and how do they sign up for a course? Well, I mean, you could you could direct message me uh, on Instagram. That's thaddeus.10. Uh, or you could email me at thad.jj at gmail.com. Uh, so, yeah, both options. Um but yeah, you could just hit me up. I've been doing a lot of one-on-one education as well. 
um, or group classes. But yeah, man, I would love to connect with people and, and try to help each other, help each other out, man. For sure. Dope, man. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, that was Thaddeus himself, Thaddeus Seelin, the barber extraordinaire. On his ones right here on the live Crazy, show man. here after I was one two point seven. Go ahead and check out his new line, Gradient. It's out right now. If you're an up and coming barber, a great set of tools and a great set of classes that are available for you to go ahead and connect with him. The man dropped his line himself, so go ahead and hit him up, yo, Thad. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, my man. Thank Big you for taking the time to yeah, talk with you. us. It's been so long that I think all of us sat in a barber chair that we just kind of went through like a <laughs> yeah. whole roller coaster of emotions tonight. I think I'm gonna get a whole new line of products <laughs> in my in my bathroom uh, cupboard. You know, I'm going to my barber and be like, yo, do what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave you guys all a virtual haircut. Yes, must need it. Must need it. I'm feeling fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dad, man. Thank you, Dad. Yeah, bro. Thank for you sure. for sure. And 100%. Yeah, and like Thanks for having me. When you get a chance, check out gradientworld.com. That's the website. Check it out. There it is. Sure. Once again, gradientworld.com. And check them out on Instagram. It's at T-H-A- D-D-E-U-S dot 10. All right. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the After Hours Show. And this has been the pre-show live every Friday night, 9 to 11 p.m. on East FM. This is your boy, Prodigy. This is Cypher. And this is Matt. And we out. Peace. Peace.